Oh, hey, I'm so glad you're back in the archive checking out this episode. I wanted to give you a heads up that while the episode you're about to hear may be a little bit older, we still stand behind all of our advice and actionable takeaways. However, we may mention resources that are no longer available. The best way to get our up-to-date resources is going to feelgoodretail.com slash podcast and checking out what we have there. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome to Retail for the Rest of Us, a podcast for indie retailers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Retail for the Rest of Us. I'm your host and community cheerleader, Janine Malone. This is the second episode of a four-part mini-series that we're bringing to you in June of 2022, all about building community around your brand. So if you haven't listened to the first episode, pause me here, go listen to me there. I think it'll give you a really strong foundation to jump into the conversation we're going to have today. If you're like, girl, I don't have time for that. I am out on a walk. I have got things in my hand. I cannot find my phone. That's fine. I'll give you a little recap and kind of reset us, reground us in why we are even doing this series all about community. So when I say community in retail, I don't mean your audience. I don't mean your followers. I don't even mean just the number of customers that you have. Community is about this give and take, this ability to really feel like you're in relationship with the people who are supporting your business. And that could look like your customers, could also look like vendors, collaborators, actual community members, people who live upstairs from your shop, etc. It's super important for indie retailers to have as much support around them to scale their businesses as possible. And a really great way to do that is by giving a shit about the people who are around your business. (laughs) Pardon my French. But retail is fundamentally a relationship business. We talked last week about how without relationships, retail would be pretty damn boring and very icky and transactional. We also talked about the difference between your passive customers and your active community members And really just the power that community building has inside of your business. I mean, I love it because I think it feels really good. I think it's really fulfilling. I think it is a way in which you can see like your vision and your mission around your shop come to life. Because I would venture to guess if you're listening to this podcast, you didn't start a business just to like sling product, right? Like, you have something that you really stand for that you really believe in, that might be your actual physical products. And it also might be the experience that you're offering, or the kind of vendors that you're supporting, or your ability to do business a different way, right? There's a lot of different reasons that people go into retail, it's not an easy business. So there has to be some heart there. And I think community is the best solution to how do I make my business feel good? And how do I make my business money? So throughout this series, we're going to try to be balancing those questions because I never want to lose sight of the fact that you are a business owner. You have to make money. I want you to have whatever life you dream of through your business. 
And I think that community building is a great way to do that. Not only because it's super sustainable, it's not dependent on, you know, your finances, in terms of like an ad budget, it's not determined by an algorithm, you don't have to be super techie to know how to build relationships. So fundamentally, we are big community and relationship and nurturing and retention nerds over here. So again, if you want to hear a little bit more about me wax poetic about why community really matters and how it could impact your business, head on back to part one. But today we're going to be talking about what we at Feel Good Retail call the relationship cycle. So last week, I shared a little more about my experience managing my first indie boutique. And that shop I've talked about many times, really small, we grew it to a pretty significant number in sales. And we did that primarily, almost entirely through relationships. So there wasn't a ton of foot traffic. We were in the suburbs of Massachusetts. There was no e-commerce site. (laughs) There was not really an Instagram. Like, I mean, this was back God, I don't really want to date myself, but I was 23. So it was 10 years ago. There really wasn't Instagram to the way that there is now in the sense of like people shopping and sharing. We didn't have an email list, you know, so all of the sales that we made and our ability to scale to over seven figures was through relationships. And so that was sort of my crash course in what relationships have the power to do inside of a business. and. I learned by trial and error. (laughs) I learned trial by fire, whatever, both. (laughs) And, you know, the thing that was most that stuck with me was this ability to have this like nuanced approach to building a relationship, right? So here's something I think we can all relate to. You walk into a store, you've never been there before, and there's two options we're going to talk about. You walk in, no one greets you. You're the only one in there. There's a sales associate sitting behind the desk, barely glances up to say hello to you. Like not a great start, right? If you went on a date and that was how someone greeted you, you'd be like, and I'm out. Like, oops, look at this. I have an emergency. I have to go dry my hair. Whoops, forgot. And you'd get the hell out of there, right? So there's first impressions, right? But then there's also the flip side of that where I think we've all walked into a space and I'm just using brick and mortar because it's the most like um, vivid example, I think. But you've walked into a space and before you even have your second foot inside the threshold, someone is just, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Have you ever been into the shop before? We have a sale going on. I always think of American Eagle. (laughs) for some reason. Maybe this like traumatized me as like a a goth high schooler who liked to hang out at the mall. (laughs) But like where they're all over you and like, not giving you room to breathe and really not giving you like consent, or not really giving you space to consent to this onslaught of information. And do you want to sign up for a credit card? Do you want to join our loyalty program? you know, if you do this, you get this. And let me tell you everything I've ever known about all the products that you're looking at. Like, whoa, too much too fast, right? Again, think about it like a first date. If someone came on that strong, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm a cancer and I I like, I like a love bomb, but it's a lot. 
It's a lot. So what I've really worked on with our clients at Feel Good Retail and with my work previous to Feel Good Retail, previous to it being called Feel Good Retail when I was working um, as a consultant for retailers, is the idea of this relationship cycle. The song that always comes to mind is Step by Step, (laughs) Uh, New Kids on the Block. So think about it like step by step, right? You're building a community, building a relationship does not happen in one fell swoop. Maybe there's occasionally you have that like chef's kiss, perfect interaction with someone on their first visit. And you're like, wow, this person is an it for me and we get each other and we're vibing. That is not the typical experience, nor should we expect it to be, right? Because then we're coming on real strong and we're going to actually alienate a lot of customers because let's be real, like good service is hard to find in retail. I will definitely say that as someone who's highly critical of um, the experiences that I have when I'm shopping, obviously, because it's kind of my job, but I think that when we have a good foundation around like how we're treating our customers, people are a little bit thrown off, right? They're like, whoa, this is so different than what I'm used to. So we have to take it slow. We have to like invite them into the process and give them a clear like, hey, if you're into this, great. And if not, and you just want to shop and buy your amazing like printed robe or your beautiful ceramic, then great. Like we love you and we'd love to have you again. So like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in one fell swoop. It's not going to happen in one transaction. That being said, we can break down the process into stages so that you can get a better sense of how to approach relationship building and even create programs, activations, automations inside of your business so that you understand how people are moving through and you can create ease within that process. Like I said last week, I don't think that one-to-one clienteling is right for every business, nor do I think it's super sustainable as someone who a thousand percent burnt out doing exactly that. But I think that we have so much amazing tech now and so many tools in our toolkit that we actually can create different kinds of content, automations in terms of emails, activations in terms of programs, events, offers to lead people through that process with ease where you don't have to do it one by one. And don't worry, we're going to get into all of the programs, automations, tools, things like that, that I highly suggest if you want to create relationships in your business without burning yourself out in a later episode. But I wanted to briefly give you an overview of the four phases of the relationship cycle today. We're going to dive deeper into the opportunities at each phase next week. But for today, I want to give you a sense of the system overall and this spiralic journey that your customers can take to become high value, super loyal, ride or die community members. Now, if you're a visual learner, I have a preview of what (laughs) the relationship cycle looks like inside of the show notes. But if you want to get even more into what each phase means and start thinking about it further, because again, you can't wait. I'm the same way. You can go to feelgoodretail.com slash besties to get our community building dashboard. 
the visual is in there, the descriptions are in there, and there's even a preview of what we're going to be covering in the next couple of episodes. So the relationship cycle, like I've said, has four phases. Connection moves to customer, moves to client, moves to community. And then it's a cycle because your community members are really powerful super fans that can actually help you grow your business through word of mouth and referral, which is truly the most effective way to get a new customer. Doesn't mean it's the only way, but it's a really, really great way to get new people to get your brand in front of new people who already have that like trust, right? Because someone they love and they trust told them about you. So connection is the phase that we start with. This is people who are aware of your brand, but have yet to make a purchase. And when I'm talking about our connections, I really mean people who have actively opted in to hear more about our brand, which means they're on your email list, right? You have some way to connect to them directly, as opposed to having a follower on a social platform. If you're not entirely sure what direct versus indirect audiences mean, we have an awesome blog post about that that I will link in the show notes. So that's phase one. Phase two is your customers. They've shopped once or twice, but they're not fully engaged, right? They're maybe a little bit more passive. They could follow you on a couple of platforms, but they're still just getting to know the brand, getting to know what you're about, deciding if they like you, (laughs) deciding if they like the product. And so this is where a lot of people stop, right? You've got the customer, maybe they've shopped two times, and that's where a lot of marketing will tell you to end. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> We're going to move on to the client phase. So your clients are, the way I like to describe them, are people whose faces you recognize, whose dog's name you know, who pop in every once in a while just to say hi, right? Or who shoot you an email, who respond to your newsletter, who comment on your posts, right? They're your regular, reliable shoppers. They have names that you recognize. And odds are they've spent a decent amount of money lifetime, but it's not just about the money spent. It's about the engagement with your brand. So these are high value customers, right? We want to bring them in even further. We want to continue to nurture that relationship because it is becoming mutually beneficial, right? Like they want to be involved in the brand. They want to be an insider. They are a true supporter And you want to reward them for that, right? And that's where the opportunity to bring them in to become community members really arises. Your community is a tight knit. I want to be clear, not every customer is going to become a community member, but your community members are super high value, super fans that participate in and help you grow your business. They are your ultimate cheerleaders. They are your brand loyalists and they are the people who are super tapped in and understand what you're about. And you would almost trust them on your sales floor. You know, do you ever have the experience? My brick and mortar owners um, will love this, or maybe even e-commerce owners. um, If you post a product 
and or if you're, you know, someone's looking at a product in your store, and one of your community member type customers will like sell that product for them, like they'll be in the comments, or they'll be like, Hey, I have that candle, I'm obsessed with it. I actually bought one for every single woman in my office this year, da 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 da. Like, and you're like, do you want a job here? Like, you're amazing, right? And they believe in you so much that they're willing to buy in and support the business. So to reiterate, four phases of the relationship cycle, connection, people who have not made a purchase yet, but have opted in to learn more about the brand, a customer, people who have shopped once or twice, but are still trying to figure out how deep they want to go with you, how real they want it to get, your clients who are your regular, reliable shoppers who support your business and engage with you on a personal level, and your community members, the super fans that participate in and will help you ultimately grow your business and attract new connections. Like I said, we'll be diving into the opportunities at each phase next week, as well as how you move someone from one phase to another, and where you can invite those people to move from one phase to the next and create opportunity to have that deeper bond. So I'm super excited to dive into that. And And if you want even more about community building and building relationships within your business, this mini series has a resource component called the Building Community Dashboard, which you can get at feelgoodretail.com slash besties, B-E-S-T-I-E-S. And inside you'll find reasons we love relationships, reflection questions, a teamwork makes the dream work playlist the visual and descriptions of the relationship cycle that we just went over, as well as some things you'll need to get started building relationships with ease in your business and the tech tools that we love. So highly recommend there's a lot of value in here that you can refer back to and that can get your wheels turning and your juices flowing about building community for your retail business. So I'm super excited to chat with you next week and dive even deeper into these four phases. But until then, cheers to feeling good. Retail for the Rest of Us is a podcast by Feel Good Retail. If you'd like to learn more about how we can help you scale and grow your shop in a way that, well, feels good, you can visit us at feelgoodretail.com. The show is produced by Softer Sound Studio. And if you'd like to support our independently run, woman-powered podcast, you can leave us a five-star review, take a screenshot, share it to social media, tell your shop BFFs, or join our retail resource library, a communal space for indie retailers to access resources and tools that will support their shops. For just $5 a month, you can not only support the show, but get access to an archive of our most popular resources and exclusive seasonal content. We'd love to see you in there. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Cheers to feeling good.